Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Circa. In Adventure Smart, we're diving into the world of adventurous travel. We're learning how to navigate the globe safely and wisely, venturing off the beaten path and embracing the unknown. If you're eager to delve deeper into the destinations and stories that we tell, visit CircaTravel.com and download the Circa app. That's C-E-R-C-A. Inside, you'll discover detailed maps, notes, and photos along with immersive guides to the world's most captivating places and top-tier travel podcasts. So strap on your backpack, turn on your headphones, and get ready for the first step into uncharted territory. Circa, love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it safely and smartly. In the very first episode of this series, Bob talked a little about safety and security and where these two concepts overlap. In this episode, we asked him to give us some very practical ways to think about safety while we're traveling. Some things you might expect, like knowing where the emergency exits are in your hotel, and some things that definitely surprised us, like how to avoid your house getting robbed while you're away. The world's a safer place than most people think. There are the naive that go out there, of course, you know, and thinking that there are unicorns everywhere. But most people are concerned to go to places and concerned about their safety and obviously you should be to some degree but the bottom line is that there is more that you can do and more places that you can go than you think you can go so when we consider safety considerations then before you travel or indeed while you're traveling a few tips before you travel one is and it's surprising how often people get caught out by this when you go to the airport and you're on that queue for check-in and you've got your check baggage either you've already affixed a luggage tag or the carrier will give you a luggage tag just to affix to your bag and people usually scroll on it their address 
and their telephone number and then the bag gets checked in. Well, what happens in airports is that you end up in a big queue and everyone's got their bags and a lot of people have already done this and their tags are hanging off their bags and the dude that just walks past the line and he just makes a quick mental note or takes a photograph or a, a video on his cell phone of all of those luggage tags and if your home address is on it and you're there and your significant other is there and your kids are there it's very very likely that there's going to be nobody at that home address for the next week or so so guess what that guy's going to do and guess who that guy's connected to he's connected to organized crime gangs and so they go along and in a single afternoon they'll end up with a few hundred addresses which go into a central organization and that organization then just decides does a bit of open research say well is it an address of high value and it will then task people to go and scout out potential targets and then break in and you're not there so the advice obviously is by all means put a luggage tag on your baggage if it's open to view the only thing that should be visible is either an email address or a telephone number and not your physical home address. I'd actually suggest that put the luggage tag on and have one of those ones with a little flap which covers that information. Houses after houses are broken in to on this basis. It's one of those great little tips. Let's jump to the next topic. Before you go, ensure that you have tucked away, either on your cell phone or just stuck in your purse or whatever, 24-7 contact details for your embassy or local consulate general's office. Okay, embassies are normally in the capital cities of countries. However, the bigger countries like the United States, they very often have consulate general offices in most of the other major cities. So just figure what the 24-7 contact details are so that when you do get arrested, who the hell do you know who to call? What, what local lawyer? <laughs> you have no idea. If you're allowed that one call, then that one call should be to your embassy or your consulate. Onwards. So, giving consideration to your accommodation then, well, first and foremost, where is it situated in the town? Just a little bit of background research, you'll know the areas to avoid. It doesn't take much. Go onto the US State Department's website, they'll highlight specific negative aspects of a destination but if you dig a little bit further into that website you can see usually there's a longer report on crime and areas to avoid so it pays to do a little bit of research without being neurotic about it and pick your parts of the town if the hotel that you're looking at is situated in a a part of a city that has high crime levels being reported then look for a comparable standard hotel but somewhere else On to the next topic. So when you're considering booking into a hotel, sometimes you can request whereabouts in the hotel you'd like to be. And a recommendation is that if it's a multi-storey hotel, you might consider occupying somewhere between floors three and floors five or six round about there and the reason for that is firstly you wouldn't really wish to be on the ground level because on the ground level it's just easier for bad people to get in that may be looking to steal stuff out the hotel they're unlikely to climb all the way up to level four level five shimmy up a drain pipe and break in they're much more likely just to walk in past the sleepy security dude on the front and then just have a quick ransack along the first floor or the second floor 
rooms, just trying to find a room that's open or busting into a room, kicking the door open, going in there, sweeping out what he can and then getting the hell out of there. So an easy way of avoiding that is by avoiding floors one and floors two. Another reason to avoid floors one and floor two is that in the highly unlikely event that somebody tries to bomb the hotel, or in the highly unlikely event that somebody decides to break into the hotel just looking to be an active shooter, it stands to reason that the first people that they're going to find are going to be on the first couple of floors. And so if you hear a bunch of shooting, then there's a chance to actually gain distance from it. And then if there is an explosion at street level, the worst impact is going to be felt by the first couple of floors. Once you get up floors three, four, five, it's just going to be windows that have gone, as opposed to built infrastructure that is just blown away. So avoid floors one, floors two. And why no higher than floors five, six? It's because in most cities, in most destinations, that's the maximum height that a fire ladder can reach. So if the hotel happens to be on fire and you can't get out by going down, you start going up. Once you're beyond about five or six, then there's no fire ladder that's going to get to you. Whereas if you're in that sort of sweet spot bracket and the fire service arrives quickly enough and you're hanging out the window saying, save me, save me, they're going to carry you back down. Your life is saved. So that's the reason we recommend floors three to floors six or floor seven. It's the sweet spot. And if you have an option, you have a choice, or indeed when you're checking in, you can just say, look, do you have anywhere around about, you know, floor three, floor four, something like that. It's a nice place to be. If you're at floor six or above, it becomes even more important that when you get there, one of the first things you should do is check out what are the fire egress points. Is there... A stairway that you can use is there an external fire escape where are they how do you access them very often you go to these things and you say yeah the egress is through this door and there's an external thing but the door's got a padlock on it so what on earth use is that and the next thought that should come into your mind is should i actually be sticking with this hotel that speaks a lot to the attitude of the hotel owners and also the principal reason they would have a padlock on that door is because they're scared about people breaking into the hotel from the outside. So, hmm, are you in the right neighbourhood? So do check what the regulations are for getting out, what the facilities are for getting out in the context of fire. Usually fire, egress routes, stairwells, etc., they're super protected from fire and unlikely to fill with smoke. So that's why you're meant to use them. So know where they are. It's usually posted on the back of a door in your hotel room. And virtually nobody reads that stuff. Go in there, have a look at it, figure it out. Just walk to where that egress point is on your floor level. Now you know. When the alarms go off and the places begin to fill with smoke, you know exactly where you're going to get out of there and survive. More after the break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Another consideration at reception is when you check in at reception, most modern receptions, they just give you an electronic key and it's all on a a computer screen in front of them. But if you're in one of those grand old hotels or cheaper motels and stuff like that, very often they keep the keys behind reception in little boxes, directly behind the receptionist. And when you look at that box, you will see that there's maybe 30 or 40 rooms there and maybe half of those little receptacles have a key in them and the other half don't. So if there's no key in a thing, if you're a criminal and you're looking at that, well, the room is probably occupied. But if the key is in the box, then the room is probably unoccupied. And so if this is an opportunist criminal, they will just come in, walk past reception and say, right, 2724, and they'll go and check out rooms 2724. They'll just come, knock on the door, no answer, bust the door open. There are all your belongings. Steal your belongings. Get out of there. So here's the tip then. If it's that kind of a hotel, when you decide to go and do walkabout and do your tourist thing, are you actually going to keep the keys with you or are you going to give them to reception? Most receptions will anticipate and expect that you'll give them the keys and they will put it into the thing behind them. Well, that's the indicator for the criminal then that that room is almost certainly unoccupied. And so what you might consider doing is actually just keeping the keys on you, if it's that kind of a hotel. So if there's a box behind the reception that keys are kept in, keep your keys in your pocket when you walk out of the hotel. So that's my advice. Another one, when you go to a country, what you should do with your cell phones and your laptops is ensure that they're enabled for remote wiping. Because if they get stolen and that isn't enabled, then once they have hacked into it, they'll be able to get all of your personal information. They'll either sell that information on to other criminals or they'll use it somehow to their advantage. So make sure that you can remotely wipe your cell phone. Make sure you can remotely wipe your laptop. Secondarily to that, with your cell phone, you can either enable or disable locations So what that means is that your cell can either be tracked or it can't be tracked. Well, all cell phones can be tracked by a government agency, of course. But when locations is enabled, it uses the GPS that's in most modern smartphones and it will tell you precisely where the device is. So when you're traveling, you might consider having that enabled. Because if it's enabled and you go missing, the police will immediately liaise with the carrier of your cell phone to find out where your cell phone is right now. So if you want to get a little bit more sophisticated about all of this, uh, you can go into Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever mapping program your particular phone uses. Uh, Go into the location settings within the app that you're using and empower your friends, your colleagues, your family to actually track you as you travel around the world. Well, of course, that may be something of a a double-edged sword, be careful who knows where you are, what you're doing. 
but it's there for you to use. When we're doing close protection, high-value clients, that type of thing, and they have a cell phone, we ensure that that element of their cell phone, usually within Google Maps, is enabled, and it will ping out once every couple of minutes and show where you are to those people that you've given those permissions to. Let's jump to the next topic. When you're using taxes, don't use unlicensed taxes. What I mean by unlicensed taxes are those that have no obvious signs of carrying a government permit to act as a, a cab. Licensed taxes are auditable. Almost invariably, they'll have some kind of a tracking device in them. Certainly, when you're paying, and most people pay by credit cards in taxes these days, all of that becomes formally recorded by the government authority that has licensed them. Unlicensed taxes are just any car. You'll even put a temporary taxi sign on the roof. You can usually pick them out. Most licensed taxes will have logos painted on the car. Most unlicensed taxes won't. They'll just have a little sign that's on a magnetic clamp or something like that on the roof. And time and time again, people end up being robbed or worse because they opted for the unlicensed taxi. If you're uncertain where you are at an airport, ask the airport staff they will point out the safe taxes to you, the licensed taxes. If you're coming out of a hotel, don't go out onto the street and flag down the first obvious taxi that you see. Ask the concierge on the door to do it because he will ensure that you get a good taxi, a safe taxi. Well, that's that one covered off. Let's move on. Many of us, when we go overseas, so the way that we're going to get around is we're going to pick up a rental vehicle. Maybe you're going to just go for one of the branded names. But if you're traveling on a budget, you may actually peck around and say, hey, I can get a car for half the price. If you're getting a car for half the price and it's in London or it's in New York, well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Don't worry. But if you're going to some sketchy city, I'd strongly recommend that you go with one of the branded rental outfits. And there's a couple of dynamics in that. One is, well, is the cheap one actually a criminal enterprise and are you actually now engaging in a criminal enterprise? But the other one really is a safety consideration. If you go to a budget place, usually they're just second-hand vehicles. Who knows what their servicing history is? Who knows when the brakes were last tested? Who knows anything about those vehicles so if your destination is a dodgy destination or a poorer country do stick with the branded rental companies it's a much safer option let's keep going don't display your wealth be aware that there is quite a lot of uh, street-related crime usually in the form of uh, coercion at ATMs when you're drawing out money Suddenly someone is behind you and they just want to take your money away from you and they've maybe got a knife or something like that. So when you are drawing money, when you're doing that, if there is a choice of ATM inside the bank or outside the bank, well, go and use the one inside the bank. Then people can't see how much you're drawing out. They can't even see, usually, if you are actually drawing anything out. When you walk out, you may still be targeted, of course, because you just walked out of a bank, but you're much, much less likely to be targeted than if you're using a hole-in-the-wall machine outside the bank. And I'll just follow along with that because there is this thing in poorer communities around the world. ATMs are a real place of opportunity for thieves. 
And some of the thieves are quite sophisticated in this. It's particularly true if you travel in Latin South America. There's a concept known as an express kidnapping, which is just basically someone holding you at a knife point and making you walk around, usually from ATM to ATM to ATM, to draw out money from different ATMs around the place. Most banks will only allow a certain amount of money to be drawn out of their ATM. But if you go to a rival bank just around the corner, you can repeat the process and repeat the process until all of your funds are exhausted. And then usually the person having done all of that will just let you go. That's called an express kidnapping. And so the advice about that is, of course, we'll just be compliant. Because who wants to lose their life over a couple of thousand bucks you might have in the bank or a few hundred bucks you might have on a credit card? So just allow them to do what they're doing. Don't put them in a position where they're going to panic and perhaps plunge that knife into you. So, a couple of other tips here. We've spoken about express kidnappings, ATMs. If you are subject to an assault or an attack, usually what happens is people are so shocked they're just 100% compliant and fine. Any negativity that happens to you happens further down track. But other people were saying, right, is this a moment for fight or flight? You need to be quite rational about this when someone's presenting a gun or a knife or something like that to you. Because if you make that instant decision, well, it's going to be a fight then, well, guess what? You'll probably get a knife stuck in you or you'll get shot. So fight or flight, are you going to run? Well, if you see someone get out a knife, as soon as they start drawing the knife, if the instant thought in your mind is run, well, run. Possibly the same with the gun. But if they got you there and you're cornered, the question of fight or flight, now you need your rational brain to kick in. Because if you decide in that moment you're going to start fighting, chances are you're going to come out of it second best. So I would suggest to you at that moment that what you're actually doing is you're remaining compliant. On you're reserving the rational decision to fight, to be predicated not on a, ah, oh, someone's threatening me, I'm just going to have a fight with them. It's my life is forfeit at this moment. This person clearly intends to kill me, clearly intends direct physical harm to me. And if that is their clear intention, then your curve of survivability migrates from being compliant to being, I'm going to resist this. And so what you will do is you will make as much noise as you possibly can, because the one thing, your little tiny fist trying to pummel a guy who's got a knife in his hand or a gun in his hand, is probably not going to be concerned about that. But if you're making a lot of noise, you may well put that individual to flight. So that question of fight or flight then, you try to hold it as a rational decision. If there's immediate opportunity, you go. But if you're cornered and they're armed, remain compliant. Probably all they want to do is that express kidnapping thing. But if you reach a point there where you're absolutely convinced that no, they're just going to kill you or they're just going to harm you, then noise and then just go for it. You know, teeth, whatever. Do the best you can. So there you have it. I've said that the world is actually a much safer place than it would appear. Sort of doing a horizon scan, you go, oh my goodness, the world is just full of bad stuff. Well, there's a lot of bad stuff out there, but the bad stuff by far is in the minority. 
people around the world basically are just trying to live their lives and do the best things they can by themselves and their families. And if you want to go to a place where you should be going to, well, get in touch with me and I'll make sure you're safe. But that'll cost you. <laughs> We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventure Smart. Huge thanks to Bob for his invaluable expertise. When you listen in the Circa app, you'll also unlock pictures and maps and information on everything in our podcasts and guides, including this one. And the best part? You can contact local concierges directly for any queries, ensuring that your adventures are as enriching and safe as possible. Throughout this series, Bob will be your guide to embracing the thrill of travel while ensuring your safety. Together, we'll venture into some of the world's most exhilarating and lesser-known destinations, where you'll learn the art of navigating challenging environments confidently and securely. Bob will help you with the skills and knowledge to travel like a pro, sharing critical insights and strategies for safe, an adventurous exploration. We'll help you to level up your travel experiences. Listen to Adventure Smart, a traveler's bootcamp on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or download the Circa app. That's C-E-R-C-A. In there, you'll find an extensive collection of city and country guides, travel podcasts, and more. Visit circatravel.com. Circa, love the world you live in and we'll help you explore it.